what we're saying is, as we go into a new year, let's not go into a new year with the negativity of the past, but let's go into a new year with a focus on the positivity of what God's got in store for us. You may remember, uh, last year, we started the year by um, looking at a scripture that um, was a little bit different. We started last year, if you want to go back in the podcasts and look back at the podcasts um, from our, our service this time last year, you'll see that we started looking briefly at the book of Leviticus. And we started Leviticus um, with these words, the Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting. And one of the things that I explained back last year was the fact that the words here, the Lord called to Moses, have a, a continuous tense. So the Lord was calling to Moses and continued to call. And the message that um, I brought this time last year just was saying to each and every one of us, remember God is speaking, he is calling, he is sharing with us. The word that we had, which is the, uh, the Hebrew word for the book of Leviticus is veikra, veikra. And that's the cry over each and every one of us as we went into 2020, is listen, because God is speaking. And actually, as we reflect on the last year, hopefully even in these few moments that we, I share with you this morning, you'll see how God has been speaking, holding to his promise. So 2021, here's a scripture for you. This is found in the book of uh, Colossians. Colossians 3, verses 1 to 2. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. This is a word, Paul writing to the Christians. He's writing to us. Since then, you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And it's so easy to find ourselves trapped in to thinking about things that we're seeing around us rather than seeing those things and pondering on that which is above us. I'm just going to give you a few keys that maybe will help you to navigate 2021 with a sense of positivity. Here's the first key. Just as the... Uh, readers of the letter that Paul wrote to the Colossians uh, were directed, look at things above. Here's a focus for us. Look for Jesus in the midst of everything that is going on. There's a challenge. Can you see Jesus? I mean, I remember, you know, years ago, picking up one of those uh, books called Where's Wally? You might have uh, used one of those books yourselves, and there's a, a, usually a double page spread of a, a crowded scene and the idea is that you have to find this character, this character who's got a bobble hat on and a, a red and white stripy jumper. But in the midst of all the activity that there is in this picture, it is very difficult to try and find Wally. And some people would relate to that when they think about how do I find Jesus in the midst of all the challenges that are happening around me. But the fact is, he is there. Look for him. Look for his fingerprints. Look for signs of his presence. It may be in a conversation 
with somebody. It may be in a, a change of circumstances. Something happened that seems to be coincidental, but actually it's got the marks of God all over it. We read these words from uh, the book of Deuteronomy. But if from there you seek the Lord your God, from where you are, where you find yourself right at this moment in time, if from where you are you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you look for him with all your heart and with all of your soul. So when we are thinking about the things that are happening around us, let's not believe that God is not in this. Let's take an attitude of, let me see where Jesus is. Where are you in this? The scripture says very clearly that we will find him if we seek him. Let's look for Jesus in the situations and the circumstances that we find ourselves in. The second thing I want to do is, is just remind you that uh, it's good to reflect on or to meditate on or to hold on to the past miracles, those things that God has done in your life. And not only in your life, but also reflect upon the testimonies of God's faithfulness and goodness in the lives of other people as well. There's this uh, beautiful text that I love from the book of uh, Revelation. And in Revelation it says this, for the testimony of Jesus, the last part of Revelation 19 verse 10, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What that is saying is that testimony, the experience of what God has done is on repeat. It can happen again and will happen again. The, the testimony of Jesus, the things that Jesus is doing in your life and the things that he does in other people's lives are a prophetic utterance over you that it will be done again. So if you've seen God and his faithfulness in somebody else's life, then hold on to that as a prophetic word over your life. If he's done it to them, he will do it to you. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Look for those testimonies. Where has God moved in such a way that actually it could only be God's hand? And in light of that, claim that, hold on to that as a prophetic word over you. There's another verse here that's in 1 Timothy chapter 1, which is quite interesting, which talks about how we can hold on to those prophecies as um, weapons of warfare. We hold on to those words that God has given, and that's how we can fight the battles and come against the enemy. It says this, This command I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you fight the good fight, keeping faith, and a good conscience, which you have uh, not rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard of their faith. But the, the, here's the key thing here, is that those prophecies, those words that have been spoken over you, that are yet to be fulfilled, are weapons against the enemy, because I can hold on to these words. Now, now this is quite an interesting one, because we have to stop for a moment and say, have I had any prophecies? Has anybody spoken over me? Is there a word that's been spoken over my life and into my life that I can hold on to? If you don't have that, then we need to start seeking that for you. 
Because ultimately, the Lord our God speaks into our lives. We know from Leviticus chapter 1, verse 1, that he is continually speaking. So what word has he given to you? What prophetic word that talks about your place in God's future plans? Do you know what it is? We need to find out. We need to seek the Lord. We need to seek those words of prophecy. You see, when we find ourselves in, in a negative situation, when we find ourselves being pressed in from all sides, when we think to ourselves, that I, I don't know where I'm going and, and the pressure is building up, this is what we need to do. We need to sandwich the testimonies of God's faithfulness and the prophecies of God's future plans and in the middle of there put the challenge that we are facing right now. And in light of God's word that has come to fulfillment in the past and the promises that he has for me in the future, I'm able to deal with this in a more godly way. But we need to remember the testimonies and we also need to hold on to the prophecies. What has God spoken? Have I read in the word? Has God spoken something from his word as I I have spent time meditating on the scriptures? Has something come alive for me that is a promise that I'm going to hold on to because this is a word over me? And if you've got that with the testimonies of the past, that that I struggle with in the present is put into its correct context. Meditate on God's past miracles, his works in your life, and put them in the context of the prophetic call that he has upon you as you go into 2021. This verse that is my next uh, piece of, of counsel and advice is actually the scripture that I use most when I do funerals. And uh, if you have been to one of my funerals, you may very well have heard me speak on this text from uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. The key on this one, though, is giving thanks in all circumstances. We go into 2021, it's not the fact that we are uh, carrying the baggage of 2020, which is, may have been negative. We're coming into 2021 and we're going to say, no, I'm going to make sure thankfulness is my priority. Give thanks, it says, in all circumstances. The fact that we are here and able to rejoice in God's goodness, we give thanks. Even when there was a struggle to get loo rolls, if you had loo rolls, then we give thanks. The phone call that came out of the blue from somebody who was just thinking about us, We give thanks. Whether food on the table, we give thanks. Clothes and shelter, we give thanks. Having an attitude of gratitude, looking even at the smallest things, will help us to have a thankful heart as we go into this new year. Appreciate the simple things, the being with those that you can be with at this moment in time and excited about the prospect of being with others in the future. So, be thankful. Cultivate a thankful heart, no matter what is going on around you. The fourth thing I would think about today, and this came to me as as I was communicating with a friend in Africa this last week. 
Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Here's the text. It's found in the book of Jude. And in Jude chapter 1, well, there's only one chapter. It starts in verse 20. But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. I was in this conversation last week, and the situation that uh, my friend was facing was a situation that was dire and was challenging, and it was taking all of his energy. And I said to him, this word comes from Jude, verse 20. Build yourself up in your most holy faith, by praying in the Holy Spirit. I said, are you praying? Are you praying in line with the Holy Spirit's leading? Now, some would say, without a doubt, that this uh, is praying in tongues, using the spiritual gift of tongues that uh, God has given each and every one of those who believe. Now, there's all sorts of uh, controversies and uh, challenging different understandings of the gift of tongues, but it is a gift. And in this situation, I would say that we are to build ourselves up, and if God has given you that gift, then use the gift of tongues. But also, there are those who I know who, at this moment in time, do not speak in tongues. And how do you build yourself up in the most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit if you feel that that gift is not yours? Well, for me and, and, and for those brothers and sisters in, in that situation, I would say this is the point in time where you've got to start speaking out and praying out without allowing it to go through your head. Now, this is a trouble for many people who are, who are thinkers. We like to think everything out and plan everything out. But actually, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in your praying. And as you start to speak, allow him to give you thoughts and then start to speak out those thoughts. And as you speak out those thoughts, he'll give you other thoughts. You start to pray in a way that is not contrived by man and flesh, but by the Holy Spirit. I certainly know for myself, praying in tongues, that I have seen breakthrough in situation after situation after I have left my own controlling and allowed Holy Spirit to lead my praying. There was one situation I can remember once on mission where there was a lot of uh, antagonism towards us as a group of people who were sharing the gospel. And the guy who was leading the team said, look, we all need to get together before we go out and, and witness on the streets in the afternoon. He said, we need to get together. And we met in this, this room, and there was about a dozen of us. And this guy who was leading says, okay, right, um, we need just to tear down the enemy's strongholds, all of this negativity. Let's start praying in tongues. And there I was, and I had prayed in tongues in the past, but never in that public context. And suddenly there was this voice that was raised of all of us together, praying in the Spirit over this situation. And it went on. It was a case of we didn't run out of things to pray. We were just allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us and the words that were coming out of our mouths and filling the atmosphere around us with Holy Spirit-led intercession. When we left that building and we went back out on the streets to share the gospel with the people in that town, it was as if God had well and truly gone before us. 
the, those who were causing a stir, those who were causing antagonism towards us, those who were causing trouble, disappeared. They were no longer around. And we were able to lead people into a fresh, new, living relationship with Jesus. And I believe that we uh, laid a platform for what the Holy Spirit wanted to do as we prayed in the Spirit. And the thing about it is, as we left that building and went out into the streets, I felt bold. I felt empowered. I felt that whatever the enemy had planned, he was well and truly going to be defeated. And take that into this year for yourselves. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead your prayer life. Don't prescribe everything. Allow him to lead you. And if you pray in a tongue that is not your normal, uh, everyday language, then allow that to flow and change the atmosphere around you. Another thing I just wanted to uh, bring to mind as we look at 2021 and being positive, let's remember that God works together. Oh, this is a brilliant verse, isn't it? From Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Don't forget that God is working. He's working in our circumstances, our situation. He's working with us and around us. And it is for good. And if we're not in a good place, that means that we've not got to the end yet. Because God is working and he will bring things through for good. I had a, another conversation with a, a young lady last week whose comment to me was, um, I don't think God likes me. What she was relaying to me was a number of circumstances and situations that she was finding herself in with regard to health, with regard to uh, employment, with regard to uh, breakdowns in the house, uh, as in there was a heating system that is broken down. And there's a great long list of things that, that uh, were just weighing up on her and she was saying, do you know what, I, I don't think God likes me. Well, the truth of the matter is, God loves you. It's not that he likes you. He actually loves you. And he will work all those things out for his good. He didn't make those things happen, but he can turn those things around that we might see his fingertips, his, his fingerprints on those very things that we see as negative. He'll work things out for good. The number of people that I've been praying with recently who have talked about family members who uh, are not at this moment in time following the Lord. And I said to them, I said, look, God is working things out. At this moment in time, your family member, your son, your daughter is working on their testimony. Because when they come through for Christ, they're going to have a story to tell. So they're working on their testimony that's going to show God's faithfulness and his goodness. So let's just pray into their situation. Let's call them home, just as the father did with regard to the prodigal in Luke's gospel. Call them home. God is working things out. What may be, uh, at this moment in time, not the most pleasant of circumstances or situations, God is going to turn that around. Why? Because he loves you. All things, all things, God works for the good of those who love him. If you love him, he's working for your good. 
I've had many conversations with people who, who've talked about the fact that uh, God has forgotten them, God has uh, shelved them, they're not finding God in the midst of their uh, circumstances and situation at the moment. And I just said, well, we've just got to, whoa, whoa, wait for a moment. Just remember, our God is good. He's not changed. He's not changed. He is for you. He loves you. He will work things through for your good. And the last thing that I wanted to think about this morning, uh, as I think about going into a, a new year with a sense of, of positivity, is to actually put a marker down and say, do you know what? I am not going to hold on to a single thought that doesn't inspire hope. I'm not going to allow myself to be dragged down by negativity. I'm going to, if I find myself in a conversation with somebody who's talking about something that is, is, uh, is dark and negative and destructive and critical, I'm going to have, just have to say, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to step out of this conversation I don't want this in my life this year. I am going to seek positivity. I'm going to look to the Lord. I'm going to trust Him. And I'm going to ensure that I seek in every situation the hope that God can bring. This verse is a verse that uh, uh, gave me encouragement. This is in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Reminding us that we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. As we've come into a relationship with him, we have his mind. And therefore, we need to cultivate that. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? There's the question that comes. And then the answer that Paul gives, but we have the mind of Christ. So I want to cultivate that. How do I cultivate Christ's mind? In my life, I spend time in his presence. The more I spend time with him, the more like him I will be. I'm going to spend time. Be still in the presence of God. Be still and know that he's for you. Be still with the word of God. Immerse yourself in God's word. I was excited by a number of testimonies of people who said they followed through um, the 24 chapters of Luke running up to Christmas. I was even more excited when somebody said to me, well, I'm going to continue reading what Luke has written. Well, Luke also went on to write the book of Acts, and they've now started reading the book of Acts. The thing about it is, if we immerse ourselves in the Word, the Word immerses itself in us, and it transforms the way that we think. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, Paul says to us in Romans, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. The mind that we have is the mind of Christ. And if we allow the mind of Christ to direct our thoughts, 2021 it will be a different year for us. Let's leave behind the negativity and let's push on to the positivity of walking into this year in hand in hand with Christ. Let's not stay on the earthly level. These are the words that... Uh, we read at the beginning, reminding us of the fact that we are to think of things above, 
Since then, you have been raised with Christ. You've been raised with Christ. If you are a child of the King, you've been raised with Christ. If you've given your life to Christ, you have been raised with Christ. If you have yet to give your life to Christ, then why not do that at the start of the year? I want to put Jesus as number one in my life. Paul says, if you have been, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above. Let's not stay. Eagles are meant to soar. Chickens are meant to scratch around on the dirt. God has given each and every one of us an eagle's heart that we would rise up and that we would fly, not find ourselves scrabbling around in the dirt. Since then, we have been raised with Christ, set our hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. There's no better way to retune our hearts than to come into God's presence and and share together in uh, the bread and the cup of communion. We're setting our minds on on things above. So let's prepare ourselves. We'll have some music just playing in the background for a moment, and then I shall lead us through the, uh, the act of sharing in communion together.